are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Whew. Uh, what's crazy, and you don't know, is that, you might not know, is that that is the official full name of the podcast. From Locked On Pelicans to wherever podcasts are sold. That is why Jake has to say that bit every day. You'd think they'd shorten it by now, but it is. Whew, it's a mouthful. Speaking of Jake, I am not your normal host, insider, slash credentialed member of the media, Jake Madison. He's on sabbatical, as you may have heard. Well, look, it's it's less of a sabbatical and more like, look, I saw Jake. He had a red suit. I was like, oh, that's weird. It looks like Carmen Sandiego, especially if you're about to go on vacation. And I feel like this is just a where in the world is Carmen Sandiego cosplay gone wrong, right? I'm not really sure yet. But like you heard from Christian Clark that he was in Southeast Asia on Monday. Yesterday, Lyndon told you that he was in the Swiss Alps. I heard that he was in South America. I don't know. Come home, Jake. Please, just come home. But either way, we march on. And speaking of marching on, it is Wednesday. You've made it. you made it to the middle of the week. I'm your halfway host, Luis Enrique Corzo. If you're saying to yourself, that name's not really that familiar. It shouldn't be. Uh, I've done some writing here and there. I've done a guest spot on Lockdown Pelicans probably like three times over the last like three years. I've done a couple of other little podcasts. But if you know me from anywhere, it'll be from Pelicans Twitter. Uh, I go by at Pelicans Reddit on there. It's it's kind of mostly about basketball. I don't know. Sometimes it's not. It just kind of depends, especially in the offseason, but also not in the offseason. Um, but yeah, no, at Pelicans Twitter, I'm there. Uh, if you don't know that account, then that's okay. I congratulate you on not being exposed to my particular brand of goofiness, which is totally fine. It can only mean good things for you. But anyways, now that that sort of awkward uh, intro is out of the way, I am going to, let's let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I am going to go backwards from the third segment. I, inspired by Lynn taking yesterday and doing his own thing and not trying to sound like Jake, which I was like, look, I don't really want to do draft breakdown, but I will do draft breakdown. And then we got news today, which is fantastic. But the third segment, I'm going to do sort of my own little thing. That became like a Twitter meme, but also kind of not really for me. Uh, NFTs, specifically NBA Top Shot. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, sort of. I think I'm going to do a giveaway. I'm going to do a giveaway. I'm going to do a little bit of a giveaway with my own Top Shot stuff. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, just kind of like my weird journey into that. Uh, Segment two is going to be based off another little Shams gem in his uh, athletic article today, which was... Lonzo Ball news. Uh, so we're going to talk about a little bit of Lonzo Ball in segment two. And segment one, of course, we're going to talk about Willie Green. So Monday night, if you hadn't heard, Monday night, this is sort of the timeline of events. Monday night, we get the the twin bombs from Woj and Shams that Willie Green is the front runner for the Pelicans coaching job. And then Tuesday, Shams finally decided to just dive right in and say, the Pelicans are planning to hire Suns assistant coach Willie Green as their head coach for next season. And look, I'll be I'll be honest with y'all, just to give you like a little peek behind the curtain. I currently have on my desktop the NBA's uh, TikTok account. They are live streaming Pelicans. Uh, Suns practice. Sorry, a little ahead of myself. 
They're live streaming the Suns practice. I'm I'm literally looking at Willie Green right now while I say this. It's, it's definitely the pick that I wanted, uh, especially like sort of as we went through this process. Uh, I I know that personally, I like to watch someone who's more of a fun uncle. I would rather do a new coach than sort of an old retread, especially, I don't know, nobody wants the overbearing dad <laughs> coaching them just to keep up with the uncle analogy. Uh, I would much rather, I'd much rather do somebody young. I like, I loved for all Monty Williams fault, Monty Williams's faults. I love that sort of one of the things that we had was like clips of like him chest bumping David West, him pulling chicken wings and practice on Anthony Davis because he was young enough to do that kind of thing. I'm kind of hoping for the same thing with Willie Green. It's definitely more of a cover. Uh, I think watching a new coach get his bearings and it, it can be, it can have its growing pains, but I think that is a more interesting watch than sort of older coach setting his ways is going to, you know, make this young, force this young team into his brand of basketball. And I, I kind of hope that it's a little bit more flexible with Willie Green. It certainly hasn't felt flexible in a while, at least from the coaching side. And I think, you know, depending on what we see it, with any, you know, roster changes. Oh boy, that's 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 its own thing. Uh, look, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long off season, y'all. Uh, no, strap in. Um, but no, you instead of seeing sort of a coach mold a roster to his vision, you kind of wonder if with Willie Green, especially you know just starting out. It'll be more of the opposite, and you see him sort of see what he has and kind of mold a play style around them that is hopefully effective. Look, I, I think I think I've definitely come to the conclusion, at least for me, this is sort of sort of like my quick hitter theory on coaching. Well, it's not like I say theory, like it's my own thing. No, it's just sort of here's the the theory that I subscribe to. I think a lot of NBA coaches don't matter. Actually, that's that's a poor way of putting it. I think that the coaches at the top matter the most to sort of winning in culture, whether that's like the top three or the top five, whatever that if the number fluctuates, but the top coaches, whether they're like, it's like three or five, you know, you got pop, you got Spolstra, you got doc. I think doc is up there. I, anyways, it doesn't matter. I don't know why I just named three coaches. <laughs> I didn't want to name any coaches in case anybody would argue with it. But, uh, I, whatever those top coaches are, I think they matter the most. And then they, they have the clout and the sort of know-how and the savvy to, be successful no matter where you put them. It doesn't matter whether you put them on a losing team or a better team. Like I think they will find a way and they will be successful. Uh, after that, the bottom coaches, I think, matter less. But I do think that they can be detrimental. And I think that number is even smaller than the three or five. Uh, and, in the middle, and then in the middle, you just kind of have everybody else. And I think the everybody else is the more difficult equation because it's about fit and whether their style fits with your team. And the problem is... You don't really know that until you get you get them in there. You have to have them in there. And then, I mean, I guess it is kind of admirable that Sam Van Gundy and David Griffin could look at what they did together and both decide, hey, that didn't work. And that, that's probably a good thing that they did as opposed to, you know, being stubborn and trying to dig in. But, like, also, I, I can see the idea that, hey, I have a young team. We're going to get younger because we have all these picks coming up. Maybe we need a sort of older, more established coach to guide this team. And I can also see why that wouldn't work. I, I think the problem is with the middle with the middle coaches, you sort of can do all angles and see the point, and you cannot be wrong about any of it because it's just kind of, hey, it didn't work. They didn't respond well to it. And so like just like I can see that why a established coach would work for a young team, I can also see that 
hey, more of like the fun uncle type ex NBA player would be, you know, not to say anything about Willie Green's coaching, you know, X's and O's, but like at least personality wise, he is an ex NBA player. He's been in their shoes. He's not, he's 30, he's not even 40, he's 39. And so I can see why that might work more than sort of having an older coach tell, just telling kids what to do. And that's, I call them kids. They're, they're adults. They're grown men. Um, but I can see why that might work better. And so I'm excited about it. It's a change and it's like a, a very deliberate path away from what we've had the last first two seasons under David Griffin with Alvin Gentry and Sam Van Gundy. So new Pelicans coach, young guy. Hopefully he connects with the rest of the young guys. Well, younger guy. Okay. Younger guy. Hopefully he connects with the young guys. Speaking of the young guys, uh, at the bottom of the Shams article, which was actually an article about Ben Simmons mostly, and then at the bottom we had Willie Green stuff and Lonzo Ball stuff. So next we're going to talk about Lonzo Ball's free agency and some stuff with that that Shams had in there. Should be fun. Stick around. Lonzo Ball is certainly going to be a lightning rod this offseason, so I'm very excited to listen to this segment coming up here from Pelicans Reddit. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Spotify Green Room, formerly Locker Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you're in. You can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. It's like sports talk radio on demand. It's great. It's more interactive than what we get on the podcast here. Absolutely love it. Normally we do rooms once a week, Wednesdays, 6 p.m. Central, except I'm wherever in the world right now uh, that all of these guys are claiming that I'm in and won't be doing it this week, but we're going to get back to it next week, next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. We're probably going to have a lot to talk about, probably officially, maybe at that point, a new head coach. The draft is going to be just around the corner at that point. Will the Pelicans still have the 10th overall pick? Not sure, but Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the NBA. You're going to find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to the biggest news or rumors. And you have a chance to chat with me and might even be featured on the show here on Locked on Pelicans. You've heard me play a lot of those clips there. So join me next week, 6 p.m. Central. I'll be hosting a room then every single Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central, except for this week. So download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me. It's at Nola Jake to be notified when my room goes live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the pals and all of what's going on around them. See you there. Green room changing the way we talk sports. And welcome back to locked on Pelicans. I'm still not Jake Madison. Once again, I'm Luis Enrique Corzo at Pelicans Reddit on Twitter. And for this next segment, we're going to do some, Lonzo Ball stuff. Yay. No. Uh, look, so the Shams article was about Ben Simmons. I say article like it was about the Pelicans. It was about Ben Simmons, but it was a more of an around the league look. It had three little hitters. So new coach Willie Green, or three hitters for the Pelicans, rather. New coach Willie Green, knock that out. Woo. Uh, NBA draft stuff. Villanova forward Jeremiah Robinson Earl has impressed teams, including New Orleans, as he continues to solidify a potential fresh round position. Yay. Knock that out. Uh, Lonzo Ball. So here's, okay. I'm just going to read it and then we'll react afterwards. Uh, New Orleans is unlikely to match significant offer sheet on Ball, sources said. Ball, 23, is among the top point guards on the free agent market. The Bulls and Clippers are expected to be among the teams interested in him, according to sources. Ball average career, and then according to sources, period. 
Ball average career highs in points, 14.6, and three-point shooting, 37.8, this past season. Okay, so here's the problem with that bit of news, quote-unquote, right? It's that we know that it's not really news. It's it's the most obvious thing. It's, hey, Lonzo Ball probably won't get matched for a max. It's a significant offer. It has to be a max. Uh, there's a line in the sand that I'm sure David Griffin has. We don't know what significant means. So whatever that line in the sand is, if the Bulls and Clippers go above it, let's you just use those teams as an example because they were in it. Then David Griffin won't match. If it's below it, he'll match, and Lonzo Ball will be back this season. It's kind of that simple. So this isn't really news, but we, like I said, we don't get a lot of news leaks here. So whatever it is, whenever we get one, there's enough time between the leaks. It's there's so few and far between that we can. We have enough time to suss it out and like look at it from every angle and say who would benefit the most from from this and so this definitely feels like a clutch leak and like look i don't think clutch is like this big bad i think clutch does a very good job of making sure that their players get paid and that's kind of it uh, whether or not you want to be like shadow lebron whatever doesn't bother me but i also don't subscribe to the theory uh so i think this is clutch trying to make sure their player gets played paid and i think that that this shouldn't come as a shock to anybody or like being real news to anybody if you've been if if you're paying attention so what does this mean for like potential scenarios um because that's always the fun bit sign and trades seem unlikely because i don't i don't see the clippers i don't see the clippers hard capping themselves to sign lonzo but if they were going to sign and trade they'd hard cap themselves and let's say like a luke Kennard would come back i don't just like looking at the roster not really. I mean, if you're excited about Luke Kennard, then cool. But and then the Bulls have like a bunch of young guys. But I like I don't see it. I don't see why they would hard cap themselves and lose an asset and also be on the hook for let's say a max contract when they could just do a max contract potentially and have it done that way. It just doesn't make sense to me at least. Um, so what does this mean for the draft? Because that's sort of the next interesting thing for the Pelicans. I think this means that the Pelicans should 100% keep the draft pick the number 10 pick in a vacuum i would probably say hey the pelicans should trade their pick that's that would be ideally what i would want right trade pick plus assets trade 10 plus assets plus salary whoever that salary is eric bledsoe stephen adams and make a move for better veteran help whether you go smaller and sort of try to get rid of your bad contracts like with a let's say buddy healed or you try to go swing a little bit bigger like CJ McCollum or just swing for the fences, you know, Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal, which I don't think either one is a possibility really. But like I like I would normally think that that's probably the way you should go. But specifically looking at the Pelicans, I think you have to keep the pick and ideally, so first option for me, if I was doing this, right, like let's say in a vacuum, it would be trade the pick for veteran help. Since I'm not doing that, it's sort of what's best for the Pelicans. I think the best thing to do for the Pelicans would be to keep the pick and try to move back, try to get more assets, try to get more picks, and because you're going to need depth, I think, eventually, when you do try to swing a trade with all these assets. And I think just having more picks and more bites at the apple is always a good thing. I think if you can like move back and, let's say, grab, let's say, Oklahoma City's two picks, that would be the best. And you could just get somebody like... You can snag a Cameron Thomas from LSU or like one of these tweener bigs like Kai Jones or Isaiah Jackson and just kind of try to get more bites at the apple to kind of see this team could be in flux. And when it's in flux, you want more parts to be able to like, like a lot of things, you just want to be able to try as many kind different kinds of puzzle pieces as you can. And I think it makes more sense to try to move back 
get more assets. Uh, but since we can only look at 10 right now, because that's where we're at right now, we know that the Pelicans have it. That's the known asset. The Pelicans have the 10th pick. What should they do with it? I think Corey Kispert makes the most sense. I think it's shooting. The Pelicans need shooting, blah, blah, blah. The Pelicans don't have spacing. The Pelicans have never had shooting. They never will get shooting. They, even when they signed J.J. Redick, one of the best shooters ever, they somehow, he forgets how to shoot all of a sudden for half a season or doesn't want to shoot, and they still don't have shooting. And so, you know, in a league with spacing, moving towards spacing, I think the biggest, or rather the best thing that you can do is sort of get somebody that can shoot and contribute right away. And we've already seen this sort of trend. So, shooter, Corey Kispert. And we've already seen this trend lately where a person, a person, a player that is picked later but is sort of older, junior, senior, instead of rather than, you know, the young guys are more ready to contribute earlier on and they can provide more more quickly for a team. So Corey Kispert kind of checks both of those boxes, being able to contribute, hopefully being able to contribute early on and being a shooter, which the Pelicans desperately, desperately need. I don't know if you've heard this ever. Anyways, so that's sort of my Lonzo Ball segment slash little bit of draft. And I'm convinced that I'm right, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> so for the last segment, I think I'm going to officially do a little bit about NFTs, more spe- more specifically Top Shot, and that sort of weird obsession that I've gotten into. Stick around. So we'll get into all of that coming up here next on Locked On Pelicans. But before, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. And they've got the limited time flavor Built Grasshopper Cookie. Basically, Thin Mints, the protein bar. If you love Thin Mints, you like them cold too. A lot of people do. I have some friends that do. I like them kind of warm, a little melty-ish. These things taste exactly like them. You can throw these in the freezer. They come out tasting exactly like a cold Thin Mint. They're available this week only if you want to try the Grasshopper Cookie. It's 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. And look, Built Bar is absolutely delicious, and they come in amazing flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Again, I love the mint brownie. I love the salted caramel, which has a different consistency and texture than anything you've ever had. It's not dry. It's not chalky. You don't need to chug down a bottle of water after you eat one of these. And if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine different flavors. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from just 130 to 180, so you're not wasting all the cardio that you just did at the gym. Only four to five grams sugar, only four to five grams net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And they've got the Grasshopper Cookie out there as a limited time flavor right now. Plus, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is at the all-star break, meaning they've got the stretch of the season to go. We're into the NBA Finals. It's time to get in on the action. It gets no more exciting than it is right now. Plus, you can get all the latest news and odds and info for any sport you want, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next tip-off tonight, really, for the NBA Finals, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great news, sign-up bonuses, and fun contests they have going on. You don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action as these games really, really matter. Head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on over at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts 
Hello and welcome back to Locked On Pelicans. I'm still not Jake Madison. I'm still Luis Enrique Corzo, and you can still find me at Pelicans Reddit on Twitter. So, for this third segment, I kind of had... I, I was a little iffy about doing this because I... It's definitely a thing that's more for me, and it's kind of a niche topic. But if you stick around, I will have a sort of giveaway and it's the giveaway will actually be worth some some amount of money if you're interested in this sort of digital currency uh (laughs) so i like a lot of people this past year was stuck inside more more than i probably should have been uh so what does that mean you get into some weird stuff thankfully my weird thing wasn't too you know weird well it's kind of weird or expensive definitely pretty cheap actually uh, and almost lucrative, uh, but at least for me, right? And your mileage may vary. This is not financial advice, all these things, all the disclaimers. So I got into NBA Top Shot. Uh, NBA Top Shot is sort of the NBA's version of NFTs. And if you don't know what an NFT is, I, I got you, kind of. So an NFT is this, it stands for non-fungible token. It's this digital thing is all it basically means. It can be a lot of things. Uh, it can be a piece of art, or rather, let's say, a piece of code that randomly generates art. It can be a piece of code that randomly generates an avatar of a weird cat. Uh, <laughs> it can be uh, a small piece of randomly generated music. And so that's sort of the rub, is that it kind of can be a lot of things and why it's a little hard to get into. Uh, and also, it can be a thing that seems not very valuable. So, for example, uh, the Washington Wizards just put out a... <laughs> A set of NFTs, and they all sort of have a similar look. They're all, you know, different. They they almost look like gifts of, and they say, uh, some, they just say things on them like about the wizards, and they all end with like DC above all in the constellations. And at the lowest one, speaking of like sort of in value things that seem not very valuable, it's just that for fifty dollars, like you just get a thing that's a gift. The next step up for one hundred fifty dollars is. You get a world champion ring. It changes, the, you know, the gift a little bit as the world championship ring. and But you also, in real life, get a jersey. And so I think, like, Charlotte is also doing... The Hornets are also doing something like this with, like, tickets. But, like, the rest of the, you know, the Wizards ones, as they step up to, like, they're doing two bids for the, the two highest ones. And one of them is, you know, uh, behind-the-scenes content with the Wizards, courtside tickets, uh, a personally... Con- commissioned portrait by the artist who did these a game worn jersey and a meet and greet with ted leonis which is just a weird it's just a weird prize but still so people are bidding on these things and they are all kind of backed on digital currency and digital code and that's kind of like the rub is you kind of have to be in that space or at least be willing to get in that space and it can be like a little overwhelming to try to get into it and sort of like make sure you're safe in that space and i think nba top shot is a good gateway because it actually makes it very easy to get into that space because you're just doing it with cash. It's just a very simple buy, and then you're kind of in their ecosystem, and it's separate from everything, and it's safe. And as long as you're not, you know, too crazy with it, it's a kind of a fun hobby to collect things, and they're fairly cheap. But, so what do I want to do? I do want to do, like, a small giveaway. And so I have mostly moved on from this. I am now into things like into other nfts like random uh representations of cities especially fantasy cities like hogwarts (laughs) or uh right now i'm really big into digital horses that you you know collect and then sort of race and see who wins for money and 
that's where I'm at right now. But I've sort of left my Top Shot collection sort of behind. And so what I wanted to do is give it away to somebody. Not give away all of it, but give away sort of a Pelicans version of it with, you know, digital highlights from Hayes, Ingram, Hart, Adams. I'm just kind of going through right now what I got. And I have, you know, one pretty much everybody from the Pelicans that they have available. I don't think I have an Akeel. Oh, I do have an Akeel. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. There's, like, way more expensive versions of what I'm giving away. But, like, all together, it's, like, 30 bucks. <laughs> so if you just want 30 bucks and you want to just sell these and sort of, like, do it like that, I don't really care. But I kind of want to give them away to Pelicans fans since it seems like a weirdly fun thing to do. Uh, so to enter the giveaway, we're just going to do it like every other you know twitter giveaway you have to follow me you have to retweet when i'm just gonna what i'm gonna do is retweet the episode and put enter here if you want top shot and then just tweet at me top shot that's all you have to tweet at me under that tweet and i will make sure this will just be all at pelicans reddit and then we'll kind of put everybody's name and in a week let's say a week we'll do some kind of drawing if it gets if it gets a little big i I have a couple of ideas of how to do the drawing Uh, i think a marble run would be fun which is just dropping marbles and watching them all fall. Uh, if it gets really big, I might give away something else, which would be a digital horse, if anybody's interested in that, <laughs> from Zed. Uh, but yeah, no, just kind of random random digital things that I'm going to kind of try to give away that are Pelicans related. Uh, they're weird. It's hard to get into. I will literally handhold you, if depending on what you want to do with it. But hey, at worst, you win $30. So... Tweet at me when, tweet at me, just top shot whenever we do this. Uh, I'll put enter here on the retweet of this, and that'll be kind of it. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you for sticking around. If you did, if you didn't, I totally understand, and you're not here right now anyway. So, uh, I just want to say goodbye. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow, you will have another guest host, and thank you for listening.